Bibles. Uh, this morning we'll be in the book of 1 Kings. Uh, the book of 1 Kings. It's been a minute since I've jumped to Old Testament, but I, I felt the need to go to 1 Kings chapter 17 this morning. We've We've taken the time in the last few weeks to sort of talk about church and the function of the church and uh, what attracts people to come to church. And pretty much we talked last Sunday about how to keep them in church. And uh, we want to address something uh, else uh, that follows up uh, getting people into church. And that's uh, shown to us in First Kings uh, chapter 17. In fact, the whole chapter, but... Uh, we don't have time quite this morning to hit everything in the chapter, but we want to hit First Kings chapter 17, verse 17. And when you get to that verse, if you would please stand this morning. First uh, Kings uh, chapter 17, verse 17. Uh, the Word of God says this, And it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick, and his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. And she said unto Elijah, What do I have to do with thee, O thou man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? And he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourned by slaying her son? And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord, my God, I pray thee, let this child's <clears throat> soul come into him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah and the soul of the child came into him again and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto her. And Elijah said, Thy son, see, thy son liveth. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God and that the word of the Lord is in thy mouth is truth. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for uh, once again allowing us to come to this house and worship you in spirit and truth. Lord, we uh, thank you for the scripture that's uh, been used this morning. We pray, Lord, that we can uh, use it, Lord Father, in a way that's pleasing unto you. Just continue to help us, lead God and direct us. Lord, I pray that uh, anybody within this congregation, anybody, uh, Lord Father, that hears this message, Lord, we pray uh, that they'll come to know you before it's everlasting too late. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. Now, uh, you can be seated. In this uh, particular piece of Scripture, we see something very interesting. I, I like to look at Elijah. I, I, I've said I like to look at Peter and Elijah. This is probably my two, uh, other than Jesus Christ, is my two favorite biblical characters just because they did so much. There's so many things that you can see them do in their ministry, and, and Elijah being probably the most powerful prophet of the Old Testament, some of the things that he did is just amazing. And I'd like to, uh, when we focus on the people of the Bible, and we focus pretty much today talking about Elijah, uh, we've been talking about bringing people into church. We've been talking about, hey, they want to come when we have joy, uh, become be a part of us, they grow, and uh, we want to be able to see them do certain things through loving them, through certain things, through keeping them here. Uh, but also, after they get here, I want you to realize that there is growth in each Christian's life. There is. People change, and people uh, start using the gifts that God gives them, hopefully. And we see that Elijah, this is the very beginning of the story of Elijah. If we back up to the beginning of this, Elijah prophesies that there will be no more rain until a certain time. And what does he do? Uh, God tells me, he said, Elijah, go down to this brook. 
and I'm going to send ravens to feed you. Elijah goes down to the brook. The ravens feed him, which is very strange to me that God took an unclean creature uh, to bring food to Elijah, but that's what he did. And then as Elijah was on the brook, what happened to the brook? There's no rain. The brook dried up. And God told him, he said, hey, rise, go to Zarephath, and you'll find a widow there. And Elijah gets up, he goes to the town, he goes to the gate, he sees a woman, a widow, uh, gathering sticks. He says, hey, woman, can you bring me some, some water? And he says, also bring me a cake. And she says, I don't have enough meal to hardly eat today. I'm getting sticks so I can go home, cook something. Me and my child's going to die. That's what I'm going to do, Elijah. That's, what, that's the point of my life that I'm in. And what does Elijah do? He says, I want you to go bake me a cake. And I want you to know that your food will never run out. Your, your food will never run out. Nothing will go wrong. There are many small miracles leading up to this. Yeah, a drought could be explained. Yeah, uh, a ravens could be explained. Uh, certain things in Elijah's ministry up to this point can be explained. But the meal running out is sort of a stretch of what's going on. There's no way that meal should have been able to last. And the Bible says that it lasted many days that Elijah was there with the widow and they were eating her and her child and Elijah were doing fine, had plenty to eat, had plenty to drink. Uh, and we see an ex expoundment of the blessings, the miracles in Elijah's life. Uh, just as us today in the, in the house of God, we see uh, miracles grow in our life. We really do. We, we say, well, we, we've got a job, we've, we're making money, and we can, we can explain those things away. We can buy groceries, uh, uh, we've got family and things like that. We can explain a lot of miracles, uh, uh, getting up in the morning or, or doing certain things, but we, we reach a certain point almost in a lot of our lives, certain miracles happen that we say, that was God. We say, that was God in, in my life. God protected me. God provided. God did these things. There's no way I should have been able to accomplish this unless God was with me. And we see Elijah reach this point in his ministry. He's already had the meal. We've already seen a growth in the miracles. We see an even bigger miracle when we get to chapter 17, verse 17, with the widow's child. But I want you to realize something about each and every one of us. We are all having on-the-job training as Christians today. We all are. I want you to realize that Elijah was having on-the-job training. And that's easy to understand. When you start a job, you sort of have to learn what the heck is going on. If we're thrown in the fire, we're thrown in a job. That's one of some of the rough times that we have when we're not directed, we're not guided. Elijah was by himself. God spoke to him. Do you really think that Elijah knew exactly what to do? No. I want you to realize that we do not know exactly what to do in our ministries. We don't know exactly what to say say each and every time. We don't know what to pray. We don't know how to witness or do certain things. Elijah was called by God and said, hey, it's not going to rain. You need to go tell him. <laughs> Could you imagine the thought process going through Elijah's mind? Well, I got to go tell these people it's not going to rain. I have to go down to a brook and be fed by unclean animals. God, that doesn't seem right. That seems a little strange. And then the, then the ravens fed him. And then the brook dried up and said, well, this is, everything's going south. God shows up, hey, go to this town. It's almost like a, a chasing some sort of dream, some sort of something going on in his life. And, and so many times I have felt the same way. Lord, what are you going to do next? How am I going to keep going? What are you going to give me? This has failed. This has failed. Uh, the ravens have quit coming. The brook has dried up. Lord, the, there's no rain. How's anybody going to survive? Go to this city. Find a widow. Does that make any sense? It doesn't. I want you all to realize that. 
it makes no sense that he went to that other than that's just what God wanted. So many times we can question God's motives and we're never going to get a good answer. We're going to suffer and we're not going to really know why. As, as Christians today, we go through so many trials or heartaches or, or tribulations, whatever we don't want to call them, and we can question it so much. And Elijah here is getting on-the-job training. We, we, we can really think about him really serving the Lord because he does some major things later. But right now, he's getting his foot in the door. He's getting the title of prophet. <laughs> prophet for God. And he's starting to do some work. And I want you to realize that when we start getting work, we get tested. Elijah gets tested. We see that a, 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 a little boy here is dead. Do you think that was God's will? I have no idea. But I want you to realize that there was a dead child there in the place that he was staying. Now, there was plenty of food. There was plenty of water at this time. It's almost unexplainable exactly according to what the Bible gives us. The, the child is dead. And what, is, what does it say that the woman does? I mean, there was a distraught parent. There was a woman there that was angry now that she had been blessed, Elijah had showed up, there was plenty of food, everything had turned around in her life. Now think about the blessings we get in our life, and then something bad happens. We, a lot of times we blame God. We say, God, why did I deserve this? We say, God, why am I going through this difficulty? Why, God, I did not do anything wrong that I know of, <laughs> and... Bad things are happening. This, this widow did the same thing. She looked at Elijah and said, Why is my son dead? Did you bring this into my home? She looked at the only thing that had changed in her life, even though it had been a blessing up to this point, and said, Why are you doing this? Why did you bring this God into my house? And I want you to realize that even though the woman uh, was blaming the prophet, I want you to know that the prophet had to be discouraged at this point. There was a very difficult situation. As we have on-the-job training, as we grow as Christians, we, a lot of times we face hard times, we face tribulations, trials, whatever we want to call them. And a lot of times we may blame somebody else around us. We may blame our preacher. We may blame our husbands, our wives, our, our family for different situations. And we drag them down and we hurt them for no reason. We see a discouraged prophet after getting the finger pointed at him why did you do this but i like how elijah responded we have verses 17 through 18 and he said unto elijah what have i done unto thee in verse 18 O thou man of god art now coming to me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son are you judging me on what i've done before has anybody ever heard something like that are you judging me on who I am, on what I've done. And then we get to the next piece of Scripture, and he said unto her, Give, uh, he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into the loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. I want you to realize something I see very plainly in the Word of God here. It's calmness. When we are distraught and we are getting blamed, we are getting a finger pointed at us that said we are the problem, we are what caused things, a lot of us would get stressed, a lot of us might yell, argue, get excited, whatever. Elijah does something very simple. He says, give me the kid. doesn't say that he did anything else. He says, give me the child. And he took her. 
What did he do? He took him up into a loft. He took him over to his bed. And do you believe that Elijah knew what he was doing? <laughs> nope. When we serve the Lord, nine times out of ten, I'm behind a pulpit. I do not know what I'm doing. <laughs> Understand that, church. I get up and preach. I get up and study. There's people that teach our Sunday schools, people that sing, do different stuff within the church, that pray. You don't know how to pray. I don't know how to uh, preach. I, I don't know how to serve as, as good as I should know. I want you to realize, Elijah didn't know how to raise a child from the dead. Had he done it before? <laughs> nope. It took a moment in time that Elijah knew. Sure, he was disheartened. Sure, he had been ridiculed. But he said, I serve a God that can do this. That's what Elijah did. He took him up, put him on his bed. It didn't matter if he took him, put him on the floor, right where he was at. But he took him up to a place that was kind of alone, that he could get in, get in line with God. It was kind of a quiet place that he could get over that body and he could pray. Do you realize that prayer is what helped in this situation? Elijah brought him up, set him on his bed. And what did God see? God saw his prayer. God saw his position. And what did God hear? God heard his petition. He heard what Elijah was saying. We're going to read those, that piece of Scripture. He cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourned by slaying her son? He was questioning God with his prayer. He said, God, I have served you. I have followed you. I went to the brook. I went to the gate. I found the widow. You've blessed us with this meal. Why? Is this happening? Is it okay to question God? It sure is. Elijah questioned God. We'll, we'll find multiple examples through the Old Testament where people went to God and questioned, why did this happen to me? Why did this happen to this person? And what did we see? And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, Oh Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. And he heard his prayer. Isn't it good that God listens to our prayers? Up to this point in Elijah's ministry, and hardly any prophets before this, you can go look at all of them. There's not a whole lot of raising people from the dead. But Elijah raised somebody from the dead here. And that wasn't just Elijah. It was God through Elijah. Blessing him there. In that loft, up in that bed, doing whatever he just felt was right, it ended up being right. We as God's people, we have to serve Him. And even though we don't know exactly what we're doing, it may be our first time for anything. Praise the Lord. We have to be dedicated in doing what God tells us to do. And I want you to realize that the Lord heard the voice of Elijah and the soul of the child came back to Him again. And it says, and He revived and Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See thy son liveth. You realize what, what Elijah said to this woman. He said, Give me thy child. He disappears for a little while. I don't know how long this takes. And he brings it back. He brings the child back. And says, He's alive. 
Isn't it so simple what Elijah said? He didn't have to get down there and explain to the ladies, yeah, uh, your child was saved because I prayed. He didn't boast about himself. He didn't uh, shout. He didn't act crazy. He just brought the child down and gave it back. Do you not think that mother was rejoicing? Do you not think that mother cried and wept and, and realized the blessings that that prophet had done in her house? Uh, the, the miracle that had happened? Elijah up to this point had only seen uh, God send him a Stop the rain, you can explain. Uh, send ravens, you can maybe explain that. Uh, Drow the brook up, now everything's going wrong. And now the meal has lasted. And now he's raised a child from the dead. Do you not think Elijah's on cloud nine right now? Do you not think at this point in his ministry, he, he, he is puffed up, he's ready to go. He said, the power of God is within me. The power of God is helping me. I don't think he got boastful. I don't think he got full of himself. He just served God. And I want you to realize, church, I'm not saying none of you going to raise anybody from the dead, praise the Lord, but I want you to know God is God and he can work through you. He can work through your life. Your ministry will grow. And each and every one of you has got a ministry. Don't say, well, I don't have a ministry. I want you to, you have a ministry and it can get better. It can get bigger. It can get stronger each and every day. You may not know what you're doing. You may have to fake it till you make it, but God's working. You may have to do something that nobody else has done. Do you think Elijah had a, cl had a class on resurrecting people from the dead? A lot of us will say, yeah, we'll do something if we'll just learn how to do it. Mm -mm, that don't work. God just wants to use us. God just wants to bless us. And Elijah had done this amazing thing. He had prayed this prayer. And I want you to realize after he prayed the prayer, he presented the proof. This is what God can do. If we have a ministry today, I want you to realize there are certain things we ought to be able to say, this is what God can do. This is what God has done in my life. This is what God has done in my child's life, in my family's life. Do we have proof to show people, to talk about, to praise Him, to pray about? My goodness, the, the testimony that Elijah had. To be able to go up in that loft. and We don't see that in the Bible anywhere else where somebody stretches their body out across somebody three times. And I don't know if he did it one time. He backed up, did it again. I don't know if it was 20 minutes later. The Bible doesn't tell us because it was different because it, he used Elijah differently to bless and raise his child from the dead. I want you to realize that Elijah was proven at this point. Elijah knew at that moment, I believe, he had a turning point in his ministry. If you go to the next chapter, you'll see Elijah go up on Mount Carmel. You see him call down raining rains of fire on some bulls cut up on a, on a heap, okay? We see him kill a lot of prophets from these other gods. We see Elijah just turn into this miraculous prophet, this uh, miraculous servant of God. Everybody became afraid of Elijah. There was people saying, hey, we'll give you this amount of money if you'll go out and kill Elijah. We want him gone. He is so powerful. He is doing so much things. Uh, the, 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 the man is proven. And more even importantly is the message that he had was validated. It was validated. He knew right there at that point, he said, I am serving the living and true God. How many of us can really say that? How many of us have enough things happen in our life that I serve the living God because this has happened? 
I serve a living God that I pray to because this has happened. I'm not trying to preach blessings or prosperity gospel to you. And you may not be able to recall something right now, but I want you to know as your ministry grows, as things happen to you, we can praise His name. Go ahead. Go ahead. The message was proven. It was validated. And God's method, I want you to realize something, is victorious. You may be going through a lot of things in your life, but the good thing to know about God is there's victory. There is victory. When Elijah went up in that loft and he prayed over that child, there was victory in the loft. Because of prayer, because he loved the Lord, because he was serving the Lord, there was victory. What kind of victories do you have? How much can you, how much can you recall prayers that seem to be answered almost immediately? Like you prayed something and you got a phone call 10 minutes later and so, so your prayer's already been worked out. God was already on the other side of your prayer while you were on this side of the prayer praying. Isn't it good to know that God helps us, that God loves us, that God will help us be victorious? All the way to the grave, we're in victory. If you're saved today, I want you to know that even though Elijah didn't have this, we've got the Spirit of God. We're saved. We've got a crucified Savior that loves us and is, it helps us be victorious. Each and every day, we are victorious because we know where we're going. If you died today, hopefully you can say you're victorious enough to know that I'm going to go to heaven. No matter what happens. No matter what I have to face. I'm going to go to heaven. The widow is encouraged. The prophet is encouraged. The prophet is enabled. Elijah, we've already talked about it. He goes on. Call down fire from heaven. That should blow your mind a little bit. Elijah's one. I mean, he's never done raising nobody from the dead. He's raising people from the dead. He, I mean, obviously he doesn't know how that works. Then he goes up on a mountainside. So, so earnestly trusting in God that he calls down fire from heaven. Then he mocks the other prophets as God. Saying, well, they must be on vacation. <laughs> they must be gone. And then what does Elijah do? He takes his mantle later in his ministry, his scarf, big long scarf, and he strikes the Jordan and the Jordan divides and it's dry ground and him and Elijah walk over Jordan on dry ground. Do you realize all this happened because we back up and we look, see the baby steps that God's taking with him? It isn't like God told him one day, take off your mantle, hit that water and everything happened. Sometimes in our ministries and our, our walks with God, we want God to just make miracles happen. We want big things to happen early on. We want to be able to ask God blessings and God will just pour blessings out upon us. And hey, I want those things too. But I've realized that God does not work like that. He's not that spare tire we have to pull out just when we need Him. Uh, he, he's not certain things that we, we just pull them out when we need Him at certain times. He is a God that should be served continuously. Elijah had to take these baby steps and get to the point where he could raise a child from the dead. He could call down fire from heaven. And he could take his mantle off whenever he wanted and strike the Jordan and the Jordan stand up and him walk across it. This was what happened. And I want you to know, Elijah even asked for a, door, a double portion. He wanted double. And he got it too. Elijah went up in a whirlwind of fire. I, I don't understand that. There's so much I just don't understand about Elijah's ministry. But isn't it good to know that we don't have to know everything? We don't have to understand how God blesses us. If we could, we could scientifically explain things away and it would take the power away from God. God is holy, God is powerful. 
and he wants to work through us. Elijah had to make these little baby steps. As they get a verse of some song ready this morning. Elijah had to make these baby steps and to grow. He couldn't just jump up and start doing wonderful things. I, I remember when I first entered ministry and I started preaching, I, I really wanted to, certain things to be a part of my ministry. And guess what I got? None of it. Nothing that I really ever wanted personally for ministry ever got. I didn't get it. I don't know why. God didn't see fit. Zach, you didn't get what you wanted for ministry? Uh, preaching isn't what you thought it would end up being? Nope. <laughs> it didn't. Being a church member, I hope you don't think it's all a wonderful rainbows and sparklers. It's not. <laughs> sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's learning. Uh, sometimes it's going through those baby steps and seeing God work. Eventually, we'll have that moment in our life that we're on Mount Carmel. And it seems like God blesses us and is behind us and we can trust in the Lord with everything that we've got. How many of us today, I hope, have went through baby steps and have grown over time and have gotten closer to God because you see those little miracles. You see uh, God promising to do things and He does them. We see God's Word give us promises and, and different things and we realize it because He's with us. How many of us know that we're saved? How many of us can trust and a living Savior this morning that will provide what you need. As we stand, what page you got, sister?